0: You are listening to WTUZ Radio Podcast. Welcome to WTUZ Radio Podcast. I am your host Rhonda. And today's podcast it's going to be very controversial to um, probably quite a few people, uh, but it's something that I feel definitely needs to be discussed as we are getting into the topics of what true history is regarding uh, who are the true Europeans, uh, what the transatlantic slavery really was, and very various other topics, and with those particular topics, race is always at the center of it because that's the way history was taught. Who was enslaved, why they were enslaved, and it was based on race. And we are finding out that that was not the truth, that slavery was more about economics and using prisoners of war as labor or laborers and either putting them under prisoner as prisoners of war or folks going up under labor contracts, okay? No matter what their race was, okay? So that means that black folks, so folks with dark skin as well as white people were all taken as prisoners of war and all subjected to the term that today we call slavery, okay? So whether or not that was indentured servitude contracts or prisoners of war slash convicts, same difference. It was not about race, okay? So with that said, today's topic, we are going to talk about Um, melanin and the white race. So get ready. If this topic is going to offend you, you might as well click off right on now. Uh, you're going to be wasting your breath in the comment sections, uh, putting any, um, derogatory racist comments. And that's coming from both sides, whether or not you're melanated, whether or not you're white. Does not matter, you're wasting your breath, not interested, okay? Because we're going to base this on what the science says. So let's get into this information. Uh, let me use some technology here, all righty. Let's get into information. Here we go. All right, so we're just going to start with the overall um, news article, and this is out of BBC News. Uh, This came out July 2010. The title of it is Baby Tail Not Black and White. All right, so it says a white baby girl, so I'll let that picture be that, Okay, a white baby girl with a mop of blonde hair and blue eyes has been born to black parents living in London. How is this possible? While there have been several cases of different colored twins born to parents with mixed race ancestry in recent years, Ben and Angela E. Higboro, who are originally from Nigeria, say they have no such origins, which could explain the phenomenon that is their new daughter, Namchi, Namachi, or Namachi, Namachi, that's actually a pretty name. In the case of Namachi, there are three possible explanations of why she looks so very different from her older brother and sister who are both black. Dormant white genes, which entered both of her parents' families long ago, a genetic mutation unique to her, or albinism. Contrary to reports, doctors at the London Hospital where Namachi was born say they have not ruled out this recessive disorder, which affects skin pigmentation mix and match. Like many human traits, a person's color is influenced by about 12 different genes, which together controls the amount of pigment or melanin produced in the skin. Okay. So those of us that want to know why some people have melanin and why some don't, or some have very little, like many human traits, a person's color is influenced by about 12 different genes, which together control the amount of pigmentation or melanin produced in the skin. It is, in principle, at least possible, that both parents carried light skin gene variants inherited from unknown white ancestors on either side, which in their case were masked by dark skin gene variants. In this way, white parents can also produce a black child, as in a recently filmed biopic of Sandra Lang, the black baby born to Afrikaner parents at the height of apartheid in the mid-1950s. Okay, which that would make sense because you had the Afrikaners uh, so meaning white folks in Africa, okay? So sure, it was some mixing going on there. So, all right, that would make sense. All right, so in Europeans, it is possible, if highly unusual, that African DNA from those who were brought to the continent as Roman slaves joined in two fair parents to produce a dark-skinned child. Mm-hmm. So we already know that the story of slavery, as they're telling you, was not as simple as black people being brought all over the world just from Africa. We know that that was going both ways, okay? So meaning folks coming out of Africa, all over the world, as well as folks going into Africa, okay? So that would include white folk as well, all right? But let's continue. But their point is very well made that uh, the mixing of DNA can can produce uh, white children, so meaning a black parent having a white child and vice versa, white parents having a black child, okay? Under this theory, when matchy was conceived. She inherited both light-skinned genes, which together give her this very fair appearance. We are, we are all of us genetic mixtures to some extent and occasionally who have a conversion of the pale version of these genes in African-Americans and African-Caribbeans who have a mixed black and white ancestry, says uh, Byron Skies, Professor of Human Genetics at the University of Oxford. Now, be patient with me, those of you, I can already hear you. (laughs) Before you're even listening to this, be patient with me. It's going where you think it's going. Those of you that already know this information, yep, it's going where you you think it's going. But I'm just reading to you what narrative that they're going to put out on how white skin came to be or how black people can have white children and how white children can have, I'm sorry, or how how, uh, white parents can have black children, okay? Which the last category, white parents having black children is very, very rare. Okay, both of the cases are rare, but white parents having a black child is extremely rare. Okay, so bear with me, those of you that know this information. Y'all already know where I'm going. Everybody else, just hold on. (laughs) But that doesn't seem to be the case here. The parents are Nigerians with little known white ancestry at all. What is more likely, he says, is a genetic mutation within the little girl herself which she will then pass on to her children if she has any in the future. Okay, so those that know this information, y'all already knew where I was going. So what this article is saying, having mixed ancestry back up in the past for this particular Nigerian couple, that wasn't their case at all. Okay? They couldn't trace any white heritage in their lineage. But what is more likely is a genetic mutation within a little girl herself, which she will pass on to her children if she has any in the future. Sunburn. But other experts point the finger firmly at albinism, a genetic disorder, which in... Its most extreme form results in a com- complete lack of pigmentation in the skin, hair, and eyes. Okay, so albinism has different forms. Okay, so the most extreme form of albinism, when you in, in which the populace, and that's even including myself, when I heard the term albinism. I always looked at it as folks that didn't have any pigmentation in their skin uh hair and eyes right but it's it's ranges to it so it ranges in severity from type one to four with overall about one inch to 20,000 people, world, people born worldwide and some form of the condition. Both parents could be carrying a copy of the albino gene without it having surfaced in any known family member for many years. This is perhaps one of the most common recessive disorders in Nigeria, and we have to remember that it comes in different forms, says Professor Ion Jackson, of Human Genetics Unit at the Medical Research Council. In type two, we would see creamy skin, we would see creamy skin and yellow hair or light brown, which in some cases would darken with age. The principal health risk of albinism are problems with vision ranging from the mild to severe, and sun damage to the skin due to the lack of melanin, which protects against ultraviolet rays. This is the key problem for those with a disorder in the scorching heat of Africa, potentially less so for a baby born in London, but care we still need to be taken with sunblock and hats. Okay, so... Okay, I was just making sure that that was all in this particular article. Okay, so again, this is from a BBC article. I just wanted to open with this article so we can put in the mix about, you know, folks having mixed ancestry being able to produce whiteness, all right? So that means that even if you are melanated, Black, and you procreate with someone white, all it would take is two more generations of those offspring procreating with someone white to totally make that particular race, make that your particular lineage have the looks and traits of whiteness. Okay. Just like it could be the opposite of being true, that if a Caucasian person or a white person and a black person uh, procreate, have a child, but if the offspring keep procreating with other melanated, aka black folks, then that particular heritage from the look of it, heritage would the look would be melanated, aka black. And at the beginning of this article, what they are telling you is because of the mixing of the particular white gene and black gene, that there is a possibility down the line that a black couple could have a white child or a white couple could have a black child. Okay, that's the first half of the article. The second half of the article is talking about a mutation in the melanated slash black gene that creates various form of albinism. Okay, so let's get into it even more. How blacks became white, All right? So this is, uh, came out 2005 from Washington Post. Scientists find a DNA change that accounts for white skin. Scientists said yesterday that they have discovered a tiny genetic mutation that largely explains the first appearance of white skin in humans tens and thousands of thousands of years ago a finding that helps solve one of biology's most enduring mysteries and illuminates one of humanity's greatest sources of strife. The work suggests that the skin whitening mutation occurred by a change in a single individual after the first human exodus from Africa when all people were born brown skinned Okay, so now again... I don't by one minute suggest that everybody came from Africa. All right. But whatever. Okay. Bottom line for this sake, we'll roll with what they're saying. All right. But that person's offspring apparently thrived as humans moved northwards into what is now Europe, helping to give rise to the lightest of the world's race. Leaders of the study at Penn State University warned against interpreting the findings as a discovery of the race gene. Race is a vaguely defined biological, social, and political concept. They noted, and skin color is only part of what race is and is not. In fact, several scientists said, The new work shows just how small a biological difference is reflected by skin color. The newly found mutation involves a change of just one letter of DNA code out of the 3.1 billion letters in the human genome. The complete instructions for making a human being. It is a major finding in a very sensitive area, said uh, Stephen Oppenheimer, an expert in anthropology genetics at Oxford University, who was not involved in the work. Almost all the differences used to to make a difference in the population around the world, from around the complete instructions for making a human being. Okay. So let me go back, honey. I didn't jump to another sentence. I apologize. It's a major... Okay. It's a major finding in a very sensitive area, says Stephen Oppenheimer, an expert in uh, anthropology genetics at Oxford University, who was not involved in the work. Almost all of the differences used to to differentiate populations from around the world, really are skin deep. The work raises a raft of new questions, not least at which is why white skin caught on so thoroughly in the northern climates once it arose. Some scientists suggest that lighter skin offered a strong survival advantage for people who migrated out of Africa by boosting their levels of bone, strengthening vitamin D. Others have uh, poised it or positioned it, it's novelty and showiness simply made it more attractive to those seeking mates, okay? So right here, this is flawed because we know now, if you study true history, that blacks were also over in Europe, okay? Okay? because the ruling party over in Europe King James all of them the Stuarts them King Charles King Henry all of them were melanated aka black so it couldn't have been folks just came up out of Africa and, you know, the white populate, those that had the white skin, they moved to the colder climates because they did better and fared better, did more better than those with darker skin. Eh, no, it can't be that. Because black people were already in Europe. And even prior to the different invasions done by the various empires, Those indigenous people over in Europe were still black. So now that's not going to work either. But let's just continue. But, you know, in the article, they're just giving the different theories that people are um, putting out there. The work also reveals for the first time that Asians owe their relatively light skin to different mutations. Hmm, really not. You say you say that, huh? Hmm. okay, I mean, to me, it would make more difference. It would make much more sense rather that we're dealing with genetics and a change or mutation in genetics, but let's continue. That means that light skin arose independently at least twice in human evolution in each case affecting populations with the facial and other traits that today are commonly, commonly regarded as the hallmarks of Caucasian and Asian races. Several sociologists and others said they feared that such revelations might wrongly overshadow the prevailing finding of genetics over the past 10 years that the number of DNA differences between races is tiny compared with the range of genetic diversity found within a single racial group. Even study leader Keith Ching said he was at first uncomfortable talking about the new work, Fearing that the finding of such clear genetic differences between people of African and European ancestry might reawaken discrediting assertions of other purported inborn differences between races, the most standing and inflammatory of those being intelligence. Okay, so y'all don't have to worry about because you're saying that there is a genetic difference about any concept of superiority. We can already strike that down for the fact that you already had people with dark melanin in Europe. So we can already strike that down about the assumption of superiority based on skin color. Okay, we can strike that down because, again, the first rulership in Europe was dark, melanated people, okay? Mm -hmm. See, if they would come out and tell the total truth, we can tear down all of these false concepts about race, okay, But because they want to keep the lies going and they keep the lies going to keep propping up the concept and a system of white supremacy, they have to dance around these issues. Because this issue is not an issue of superiority in genetics. This issue is... Genetic mutation. Let's call it for what it is. It is genetic mutation. Okay? You literally said, the scientists said, several scientists said, just one letter of DNA code out of 3.1 billion letters in the human genome. The complete instructions for making a human being. We've already said, and we're going to go into a little bit more about albinism, how that is gen- a genetic mutation and how there are different forms of it. We've already said in both situations that this mutation comes from a black-slash-melanated Genetic code. So there could be no question of using anything as being inf- uh, inferior being inferior to anyone. It's science. Okay? But they don't want to talk about this stuff because they have created a climate of race, one race being better than the other race, and even in the form of black melanated people, not all, but some saying the same thing, meaning the black race is superior to the white race. When this is simply about genetics and science, not saying that one is better than the other, it is simply saying that having white skin in the form of having less melanin is genetic mutation. But let's continue. I think human beings are extremely insecure and look to visual cues of sameness to feel better and people will do bad things to people who look uh, different, Ching said. The discovery described in today's issue of the journal Science was an unexpected outgrowth of studies Ching and his colleagues were conducting on an inch-long zebra fish, and I remember this, I remember this study Which are popular research tools for geneticists and developmental biologists. Having identified a gene that, when mutated, interferes with its ability to make characteristic black stripes, the team scanned human DNA database to see if a similar gene resides in people. To their surprise, they found virtually identical pigment-building genes in humans, chickens, dogs, cows, and many other species, an indication of its biological value. They got a bigger surprise when they looked in a new database comparing the genomes of four of the world's major racial groups that showed that whites with northern and western European ancestors have a mutation of the gene. Skin color is a reflection of the amount and distribution of the pigment melanin, which in humans protects against damaging ultraviolet rays, but in other species is also used for camouflage and other purposes. The mutation that derives, uh, deprives zebra fish of their uh, stripe blocks. The creation of a protein whose job is to move charged atoms across cell membranes—an obscure process that is crucial to the accumulation of melanin inside cells. Humans of European descent, chains team found, bear a slight different mutation that hobbles the same protein with similar effects. The defect does not affect melanin disposition in other parts of the body, including the hair and eyes whose tints are under the control of other genes. A few genes have previously been associated with human pigma- pigment disorders, most notably those that, when mutated, lead to albinism and extreme form of pigment loss. But the newly found glitch is that the first round to play a role in the formation of new white skin. The Penn State team calculates that the gene known as AS, I'm sorry, the gene known as, sorry, y'all, SLC24A5 is responsible for about one third of the pigment loss that make black skin white. Okay, so I'll just read that little part again. The Penn State team calculates that a gene known as SLC24A5 is responsible for about one-third of the pigment loss that made black skin white. A few other as yet unidentified mutated Genes apparently account for the rest. Although precise dating is impossible, several scientists speculate on the basis of its spread and variation that the mutation arose between 20 and 50,000 years ago. That would be consistent with research showing that a wave of ancestral humans migrated northward and eastward out of Africa about 50,000 years ago, okay? Now, we cannot take lightly that in Africa, I'm not sure if it is still prevalent today. Ran across, I got mixed reviews when I researched it, which is why I'm not bringing it in to today's discussion, because some said that it's still going on. Some said it's not going on in Africa. But at one time in Africa, if a child was born with albinism, they were ostracized. And a lot of times they were hunted for their body parts they were mutilated okay and some said those mutilated body parts were sold okay so with some cases where mothers tried to protect their child that had albinism and were not able to do so And there were times when those same said mothers ostracized the child as well. So either the child faced, you know, being taken out or, um, now this is the mythical part in it. This is the mythical part that the child was sent away, okay? Now the myth is that Albinos, which is the negative connotation that was given to children of melanated people. So a melanated mother, melanated father, had a child with the condition of albinism, which is a genetic mutation which messes with the amount of melanin that their body is able to produce okay with the extreme cases where the body does not produce any melanin at all and that can be seen in the eyes and is as as, um, as well as the hair and their skin was extremely sensitive to UV radiation. So meaning if this was in Africa, where it is known for being hot and high levels of UV radiation, they would not be able to survive that climate very well. Okay, so that was another part of this myth of the reason that children with the condition of Albinism was sent away, and the myth goes that they were sent in parts of Asia, specifically in the Caucasus region, okay? So if we look, I think I pulled, uh... yeah, I did. So this is what the myth says, Okay that children that had the condition of albinism were sent to the Caucasus Mountain region, all right? And the myth says that they were isolated in this area and they grew up in this area and pretty much had uh, created their own civilization in this area. And, of course, that meant procreating with each other, this, that, and the third. And thus, the Caucasian race was born, all right? Now, that is the mythology, okay? That is a myth. I don't know if that happens for sure. All I know is based on What science is saying, albinism is a genetic mutation that comes from black. Okay. It says the Caucasus Mountains is a mountain range at the intersection of Asia and Europe, stretching between the Black Sea at the Caspian Sea. It is surrounded by Caucasus region and is home of Mount Iberus, the highest peak in Europe, at 5, 6, 4, 2 meters above the sea. Okay. All right. But let's be clear albinism is a genetic mutation. So that, that comes from black. So that would mean, ideally, black parents having. Children with albinism, potentially all over the world. Now, here they're saying it's coming out of Africa. So if we want to stick to Africa, that's fine. That's what they said. We'll stick with Africa. So that could mean that same said children with this condition, this genetic condition, would be all over Africa, all over Asia, all over Europe. Okay? So let's go back to the article. We're going to finish up the article, and then we'll get into the rest of this stuff. Unlike most mutations, this one quickly overwhelmed its ancestral version, at least in Europe, suggesting that it had a real benefit. Many scientists suspect that benefit has to do with vitamin D made in the body with the help of sunlight and critical to the proper bone development. Sun intensity is great enough in equa- uh, the equator regions that the vitamin can still be made in dark-skinned people despite the ultraviolet shield shielding effects of melanin. In the north, where sunlight is less intense... And cold weather demands that more clothing be worn. Melanins, ultraviolet shielding becomes a liability. The thinking goes. Okay, so this is still again going to the theory of how white folks who we're calling white folks today became prevalent in Europe. Because if you have the condition of albinism. You have a problem dealing with ultraviolet light because your skin is not heavily melanated, okay? So let's be clear. Just because folks are white does not mean they don't have melanin. They do have melanin. They just have a less amount of melanin. They have a, a low amount of melanin, okay? The only ones that do not lack melanin is the one on the higher spectrum scale of albinism, okay? And you could tell that uh, because you can see the lack of pigment in the eyes, all right? So even here, once again, this article is alluding to the fact that white people are prevalent in Europe because it would have been easier on their body, okay, from a climate perspective, all right? Today, that solar requirement is largely irrelevant because many foods are supplemented with vitamin D. Some scientists, although y'all, most of the population today, Uh, in the Americas. I'm not sure about Europe. I can't speak for y'all. But in the Americas, a lot of us lack vitamin D because we don't spend enough time in the sun because that's your best source of vitamin D. So especially in the wintertime, those that live up north, so same concept they talking about up here. So those that live up north, In the Americas, because you don't get as much sunlight, and when it's cold, you're not going out to get uh, much sunlight, Your, your vitamin D level is really low, all right? So let's continue. Some scientists said they suspect that white skin, rapid rise to genetic dominance may also be the product of sexual selection a phenomenon of evolutionary bio- biology in which almost any new and showy trait in a healthy individual can become highly prized by those seeking mates, perhaps because it pro- provides evidence of genetic innovativeness. Now, I don't know where they're going with that. Um, not sure about that, but okay, you know, Whatever, if that's what makes you feel good, okay. That's what you want to say, why um, the genetic dominance happened, okay. I'm just thinking that it was because people with that genetic mutation, that form of um, albinism, they kept procreating with each other. Okay? Now if you are saying that out of all of the albinism groups, the ones that had didn't have the what we typically think of as an albino procreated less than the ones that look like the Caucasian or white people we see today, and that was found more attractive over the ones that they are labeling as albinos today that totally lacks melanin even in their hair and skin that I can understand and that I totally agree with and that is what absolutely happened because if you were if that particular group of people with albinism were ostracized by their black family they just started mating with each other and they made a selective breeding choice well we're not gonna procreate with the people that have no melanin at all We're not going to procreate with you. We'll just procreate with each other. At least we have some melanin. Absolutely, I agree with you. That's how it happened. That's how it had to have happened. Because otherwise, albinoism as we see it today with lacking no melanin probably could have been almost totally bred out. Maybe possibly, maybe not because it's still still the black gene is still carrying that as well. All right. So sorry about that. I had to talk through that because that one kind of bothered me. I don't know where they was going with that. So I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt up in this little article. Okay. So Chen and co-worker Victor A. Canfield said that their discovery could have practical spinoffs. A gene so crucial to the buildup of melanin in the skin might be a good target for new drugs against melan- melanoma, for example, a cancer of melanin cells in which SLT24A5 works overtime. But they and others agree that, for better or worse, the findings' most immediate impact. Maybe be an escalating debate about the meaning of race. Hence the reason why I am doing this. Recent revelations that all people are more than 99.9% genetically identical has proved that race has almost no biological validity. Yet geneticists claim that race is a phony construct. That have not rung true to many non-scientists and understandably so, said Vivian Otta Wang of the National Human Genome Research Institute in Bethesda. You may tell people that race isn't real and doesn't matter, but they can't catch a cab. Otta <laughs> Wang said, I'm sorry. But I mean, that was a good one, Miss Wang. So unless we take that into account, it makes us sound crazy. Uh, Absolutely, which people probably going to think I'm crazy for putting out this podcast. I don't give a doggone. So again, this is how blacks became white. The Washington Post put this out in 2005. Um, This was scientists find a DNA change that accounts for white skin. Okay, so if you got nothing else out of all of this, what I want you to get out of this is that they're saying they found a mutation that involves one letter of DNA code, a change of just one DNA letter uh, code out of three point one billion letters. All right. And then um, I also wanted you to get out of it that. They're pretty much saying that white skin, white pigmentation is involving a mutation of the melanin. That's all it is. It's a mutation. And it could be found in, you know humans and animals and other species as well, okay? Heck, you can even find it in plants and vegetables now that I think about it, okay? So if you got nothing else out of this and the fact that they even narrowed it down to the gene, SLC24A5, All right. So now what I do want to real quick. um, Just play for you. This was out of uh, Penn State University. So this is coming from some of the same researchers that um, which they seem to be at the forefront of putting out this information because even the article I just read you on how blacks became white, came out of uh, Penn State University as well. So this was just a, literally just a one minute clip from Penn State University. And this came out in 2012. And I'm just going to play the audio. And it says, uh, research unplugged, the mutation that became white skin. Okay, so let me play this for you. Well, if you make the assumption that the human race arose like around the equator and that skin color, dark skin color, would be the phenotype, then are you assuming that uh, as people moved outward, there was a mutation, and if you were in the north, it allowed that mutation to live, which is how we got white people?
1: Yes. That's, would, you, would that follow? Yeah. Yeah. If, if uh, Nina Jablonsky, who spoke in another one of your uh, things, explained this, and uh, she played a role in... And studying the the reason for dark skin which is if you have lots of intense sunlight it destroys folic acid and it turns out folic acid is really important for babies to develop properly so it's not too good for a population for the babies to not develop properly so that's why dark skin now as you move north there's another essential vitamin called vitamin D there's a there's an intermediate biochemical intermediate that needs to be then converted by the liver but that intermediates formed by UV light going through the skin if you're near the equator and you have a dark skin, it still gets through enough to get your vitamin D. But now if you go north and it's cold and you wrap up and it's less sun because the sun's coming at an angle now, you will get rickets and have other problems supposedly. So that's thought to be the reason for selection for lighter skin.
0: Okay. So um, again, that was from the uh, Penn State University Research Unplugged, The mutation that became white skin. So again, that even that theory is still flawed because we know that black folks were already over in Europe. Okay? So we can't say that going over to Europe is what created white skin. No. It's definitely a genetic mutation. Plain and simple, it's a genetic mutation. And it made natural sense for those with that genetic mutation to eventually make it to colder climates. It was better for their body, okay? And they just kept procreating with each other, okay? So I'm trying to see if I wanna read this next one. Uh, Cause I pulled a couple of more articles regarding um, albinism. Uh, so bear with me, family. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna pull just a couple of more articles just so we can see. Let me bring back this. Okay, so I just pulled this out of um, the encyclopedia. Britannia. Okay, so albinism, genetic condition. Albinism from the Latin albus, meaning white. Hereditary condition characterized by the absence of pigment in the eye, skin, hair, scales, or feathers. Okay, so that's just telling you it's across uh, animals as well. And... Uh, This happens in plants as well, uh, even vegetables, okay? And me being an avid gardener, um, you can grow eggplant. And eggplant, you typically think of that uh, with the purple, right? Well, there are also white eggplant. I know because I grew them. Okay, so that white eggplant just has, it just doesn't have that highly melanated gene. Okay, so let's go. Albino animals rarely survive in the wild because they lack the pigments that normally provide protection, coloration, and screen against the sun's ultraviolet rays. So, hence the theory of how white people made it over to Europe and Asia. It was because their skin could not handle the ultraviolet rays of Africa. Two types of, uh, two major types of albinoism are recognizing humans. The oculus cutaneous albinism, which affects the skin, hair, and eyes, and is subdivided into four major types. And ocular albinism, which affects only the eyes and occurs most commonly in the form of a nettle ship falls syndrome. Individuals with the ocular coccalontians, albinoisms have milk-white skin and hair. Though the skin may be slightly pinkish in color owing to underlying blood vessels, affected persons sunburn very easily and are thus more susceptible to skin cancer. In both uh, albinisms, the iris of the eyes typically appear pink, while the pupils itself may appear red, from light reflected by blood in the um, uh, pigmented chloroid. Uh, visions, abnormalities such as uh, they're given, a, uh, I'm not trying to read all of that y'all, are common. Okay, so we do know that um, albinism not all albinos because that's the label they were given have pink eyes. We do know that and we do know that they are uh, different ranges and different forms, okay? So, uh, so again, it's saying that this particular form of albinism is caused by a genetic mutation that ultimately leads to the decrease or the absence or the production of melanin, the dark brown pigment normally present in the human skin, hair, And eyes, okay? So once again, they're telling you that albinism, there's different forms of it. It's a genetic mutation, and it leads to the decreased. So meaning you don't have that much, your body's not producing that much, or if it's in its extreme form, you're not producing melanin at all, okay? It's telling you that means in your skin, your hair, and your eyes. Okay. All right. So it goes into telling you um, in the most dramatic form, the OCA1A mutation of the of a gene known as TYR causes complete. An activity of teriocine, I know I'm not pronouncing it right, an enzyme that is necessarily necessary for the produ- production of melanin. So in other words, when you have the extreme case of albinism, your body isn't producing melanin at all, okay? Defects associated with that type of albinism, the extreme one, are transmitted in an auto autosomal, recessive manner mutation from both parents are required to produce the signs and symptoms of the condition now that's interesting i didn't i did not get that in any other one so saying both parents carry that gene in order for the offspring not to produce any melanin at all okay so remember they're talking about black slash Melanated parents. Okay. And then they're giving you the stats on it. One in 20,000 people it occurs in. Okay. Um, And then I do know, I'm not going to read through all of that, but I do know that also um, it's carried through the X chromosome. I do know that. Um, So this is also, I found this also interesting that they threw in here that uh, a related disease is vitiligo. Ain't that what Michael Jackson said he had? And which localized areas of the skin lack pigment and resemble that of an albino, while elsewhere of the body, pigmentation is normal. So I thought that was thrown in there. Uh, Not thrown in there, my bad, child. That was interesting. That was put in there as well, okay? Okay. So the other thing I wanted to go over is once we talked about um, Caucasian and the myth, and I'll just go back to that map right quick again, the myth that folks that had the condition of, the genetic condition of albinism were ostracized to the Caucasus Mountains, okay, which is on the border of, uh, what is that, Russia, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to lie up upon people. Yeah, saying um, Asia and Europe. So the Caucasus Mountains is a mountain range at the intersection of Asia and Europe, okay? So the myth is that who were known as white people today around the planet were ostracized out of Africa and sent to the Caucasus Mountains and where they just kept procreating with with each other and hence created, or they actually, they were named a race called Caucasians. Okay, that's the myth. Okay, which even that's really not true because we also know that you had highly melanated people called uh, Caucasians as well. Okay, so that would mean you had white people as Caucasians in this Caucasus Mountain region and you had black people in this area also. Just like you had black folks all over the planet Okay, meaning in Europe, Africa, America, all over. I am starting to believe the same with white people as well. Because if white is based on the condition, a genetic condition of albinism, meaning coming from black, that means... Black folks were having children with this condition, okay? Now, I don't know if that extends to the Americas and the American population, that conditioning happening, but we do know that it was happening in Africa and we do know that it was happening in Asia Yes, Asia was black also. Okay. So, let's see where this word Caucasian, let's go to the etymology of the word Caucasian because today we associate Caucasian as meaning white. Okay, but those that know a little bit of something know that there was such a thing known as the Caucasus Mountains uh, but hence, you hear a lot of melanated people, when they talk about Caucus Mountains, they delegate that to the area where all white people came from, okay? Now, some melanated people do say that white people were kicked out of Africa because they had an albino gene that they were born from Black people parents out of Africa and they were kicked out. I heard they were kicked out and I've heard that uh, the parents sent them out for their safety and they were delegated to the uh, Caucasus Mountains. All right. So we're in etymology and Caucasian in the adjective 1807 of or pertaining to the Caucasus mountains with I-A- IAN applied to the white race 1795 in Latin by German anthropologist Johann Friedrich Blumenbach, who in his pioneer treatise on anthropology Distinguished mankind into five races: Mongolian, Ethiopian, Malay, which which was Native American, and Caucasian. So, dude, Frederick Blumenbach came up with the five races: Mongolian, Ethiopian, Ethiopian, Native American, and Caucasian. Mm, okay. So that means all of Africa, that Ethiopian would rec- uh, represent all of Africa, right? Mongolian would represent all of what they're calling Asia today. Okay, that's including India, Asia, Okay, today. And then Native America and Caucasian. In the later group, he included nearly all Europeans except Laps and Finns, Armenians, Persians, and Hindus. Because aren't those the other Asians? As well as Arabs and the J's. Okay, so he was flawed out the gate. Everything he was talking about was straight flawed out the gate. He was flawed out the gate. Okay, because Europe was already melanated black. So it couldn't have been all Caucasians, which he pretty much put it into the category of if you're Caucasian, you have white skin. So he was flawed out the gate with this theory. Not to also mention that Asia was also melanated, the original Asians, were melanated as well, okay? Now, when you get to the part of Asia that they are calling India, you also need to take into consideration that that part of Asia also has the albinism gene as well. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. I'll back that up again. You have to also take consideration when we talk about the albinism gene. It is just not, it is just not coming out of Africa. It's also coming out of Asia as well, specifically the area that they're calling India. So that would also make sense, this term with the Asian thrown on it, not to mention the researcher saying that they know that the Asian gene is a form of genetic Mutation. Regarding lack of melanin. Okay. So his theory. Blood's theory. Of using the term Caucasian. Out the gate. Is flawed. But I am trying to get you. To connect the dots. Of where it really came from. Okay. Okay really came from a group of people that were in the Caucasus Mountains, but not exclusively, but not exclusively of the Caucasus Mountains. So coming out of the regions of Africa and Asia, I can't vouch for America. I didn't find any research of coming out of America. America but it is a genetic mutation from people with melanin or AKA known as black folk today, okay? That's really the origin of that word Caucasian. That's the trueness behind it. But instead, what happened, you had an anthropologist, Frederick Blumenbach, who said, Oh, no, I'm going to put everybody into five races. And even that wasn't accurate. And his attempt at division was based on physical similarities in skulls. And that's why I just always find it laughable when folks want to talk about some bones and talking about one's heritage. Bloomingbach had a solitary um, Georgian skull, and that skull was the finest in his collection, that of a Greek being the next. And again, I find that straight up hilarious because the Russians were black. The Greeks were black. But now he want to, you know, hinge everything on these bones. (laughs) So let's, let's, he wants to hinge the origination of the Caucasian race. He wants to hinge the origins of the Caucasian race on some bones. But yet, the original Asians were black. The Ethiopians, we know, were black. What they're calling Native Americans, let's just say, the original Americans were black. Russians were black. Greeks were black. So the whole planet, black was everywhere, heavily heavily melanated. And the science tells you that lighter skin tone comes from a genetic mutation and that mutation is a problem with creating melanin that creates the darker hue tones and that mutation range from producing very little to producing none at all. That's how you get white skin. Let me back that up again For the slow ones in the back. How white skin is produced is based on a genetic mutation. How your body is producing melanin. Producing very little melanin which hence gives you the white skin tone to producing none at all, which today they are calling albinos. Not no bones, not no shape of your skull, it's genetics. Okay? But yet blood, Blumenbach done created a whole race based on some bones and everybody around the world has ran with it. So, Hence, it was taken as the type of skull of the most organized division of our species. Okay, so again, your flaw, because if the Greeks were black and they were, if those with that word, the originals were black, they were, the Arabs, original black, they were, The Asians, the original black they were. All the rest of these folks, original black they were. All of them, even including the term he's calling Caucasian. Them folks out of the Caucasus Mountains. Yep. They were black also. It just so happened. That white folks, what we're calling white folks, which were really just black people with less melanin. Black people with the condition of albinism was in that region. And got tagged with that label. And you had people with that albinism gene. Prevalent in Asia and Africa. Okay. Not on no doggone bones. So more than this, it gave it the name type and introduced the term Caucasian. So he came up with all this about these bones, this, that, and the third. He didn't calculate the skulls, four, five, six, seven. But you didn't miss all that part about all the mother people being black as well. So, how I know what skull you done picked up blood was a white skull versus a black skull. Oh, okay then. So, never has a single head done more harm to science than was done in the way of post mischief by this head of this well-shaped female from Georgia. Says Robert Gordon Latham, MD, the natural History of the Varieties of Man, London. So, when he came out with this crap, Blumenbach, oh boy, Robert Latham, back in the 1850s, pretty much said it was crap. And I'm sure he knew it was crap because let's say even if he didn't know the science behind it, that it was a genetic mutation, he knew that people with heavily melanated skin, AKA blacks, were all over the world. So how could you pick up a skull and assign that skull exclusively to the creation of one race? Mm, Okay, then. Okay. Okay. So family... This is why the world is in the position that it is in now. Because the history that we're taught is skewed and inaccurate. Even the concept of race is skewed and inaccurate. So now you could do what you want with this information. That's certainly up to you. It is not my business how you take it or you don't take it. I'm just giving you what the science says. Science says that white skin is derived from a form of albinism and specifically When you get down to the gene level, they even know the specific gene and how that gene is not functioning in the level of melanin that it creates within the body. And that gene could just totally not produce melanin at all. Or it could produce melanin a little bit. And it could get so specific as to produce melanin in less amounts in some places and in more amounts in others. So meaning in the skin, not so much. But in the eye color and in the hair, it gives more melanin. Hence, a person with white skin having... Dark brown eyes and black hair, or having light brown eyes and brown hair, or having green eyes or blue eyes and blonde hair. It's down to genetics. Okay. So now you choose to take it however you want to take it. That is your business. That is your journey. But I would hope what you are getting out of what we are putting out of is to question everything. Question everything question the motives of everything. There is a reason why history was flipped. There is a reason why the constant expression of race is put in the forefront. There is a specific reason why So those that rock with us, you should already know what that reason is. Those that don't rock with us, that's for you to figure out and search your soul to find the answer. So I hope this wasn't too confusing. I know I had to stop a couple times and I had to do that for a purpose uh, because it is a touchy subject and it's sad that it is a touchy subject but it is what it is. I'm not here to be politically correct, play games with folks, coddle folks and their feelings and their belief systems, and that's whether you're black, white, Caucasian, melanated, African American, white European, Asian, Indian whatever term you choose to label yourself your belief system is none of my business nor is my it my responsibility to validate your belief system you take it for what it's worth So this is Rhonda with WTUZ Radio Podcast. I wish everyone well on this Saturday. And if you are not subscribed to us, I highly encourage you to hit the subscribe button, like, and share. I wish everyone well. Peace and love, family.